Hey, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fullerton. I'm a certified personal trainer, a registered nurse, and I am passionate about teaching people how to fit fitness into their busy lives. Bad crash diets, gimmicky fitness trends, and over-restriction are not welcome here. Instead, I am focused on helping you build fitness habits that are sustainable, realistic, and enjoyable. I want to help you take the next step towards your fitness goals. So let's get into it. Hey there, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. Today is going to kick off a new series that I'm going to be doing for the next three weeks all about macronutrients. Each week is going to cover a different macronutrient, and this week we're going to start with protein. Now, the way I want to approach this series of three episodes is keeping it very general. So we're going to give a very general overview of each macronutrient. When I say macronutrient, macro means large, and nutrient means a nutrient that our body needs. So these three macronutrients are the main nutrients that our bodies need uh, to live. So those three nutrients are proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. And today I'm going to focus on just protein. We're going to talk about what protein is, how the body utilizes protein, why it's important to get it in our daily diets every day, what it's used for in the body, and also where to get it. So we're going to kick off this episode by talking about what protein is. So protein is, like I said, an essential macronutrient that is a building block for the body. Now, I did say at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to keep things very general for the purposes of these episodes. Nutrition and nutrition science is an advanced collegiate degree for a reason. This stuff can get really complicated really quickly. But what I am concerned about is what information do you need to know to take action right now or as soon as possible. So this is where we're going to base the information that I'm going to provide to you today. If you guys are interested in taking a deeper dive into any of these topics, I'm going to be adding some additional resources to the show notes of all of these episodes. But for now, we're just going to do a brief overview. I just wanted to give that disclaimer right off the bat. So back to what is protein. So protein is used as a building block for the body. A lot of structures in our body are made up of proteins. And I'm talking about things like skin, bones, and muscles are all made up of different types of proteins. When we eat protein-dense food, it gets broken down by our bodies into smaller pieces. You can think about um, a Lego structure being broken down into smaller pieces. I like to use Legos as analogies because a lot of people in my house are really fond of Legos, so I see them all the time. They're all over my house. So as your body breaks these proteins down, they're broken into smaller pieces called amino acids. There's three main types of amino acids. Now, this this is where it can get a little complicated, so just bear with me. There are three different types of amino acids. There are essential amino acids, which means that those are essential to get in our daily diet. Our bodies cannot produce them on their own. There are non-essential amino acids, which are the opposite. Our bodies actually can make certain amino acids on their own, so we don't need to get them from our diet. That's why they're called non-essential. And then the third type is conditionally essential amino acids. Those are amino acids or proteins that we can make in our bodies sometimes, but not usually um, as effectively as we can the non-essential amino acids. So quick review. 
We have essential amino acids, which we need to get from our diet. We have non-essential amino acids that we can produce in our bodies. And then we have conditionally essential amino acids, which we can produce sometimes, but not as effectively. So why do we need to know all of this? When we take in proteins, they get broken down into those different amino acids. So how do we know if we're getting all the amino acids that we need on a daily basis? On a general level, the only thing that I really want you to focus on is to understand that there are three different types of amino acids and that eating a wide variety of protein types goes a really long way to making sure that you have all of those different amino acid profiles in your body on a daily basis. So the only thing that I want you to take away from this last segment is the three different types of amino acids, that an amino acid is the smallest form of protein when it's broken down. And eating a variety of protein sources is a great way to get all three into your diet on a daily basis. I want you to remember to focus on the step that you are on. If protein is something that you're thinking about, maybe you're thinking about um, increasing your amount of protein or adding different types of protein into your diet, focus on that step and then just take the next one. Don't worry about getting the exact right amount of essential amino acids if you're only getting one serving of protein in a day. What we need to focus on is making sure that the cumulative sources of protein that we are eating come from as wide a variety as possible. So why is protein important? Why does our body need protein? Well, I already told you earlier in the episode that protein is a building block for the body. And I talked about uh, Legos as a good example of the smallest form of protein, which is an amino acid. If you think about it like a Lego brick, a single Lego brick can be used as one thing, but when you combine them with several other ones, you can make all kinds of things. You could make a ship or you could make a building or you could make a vehicle or all these other things from these raw materials. And that's exactly what the body does with protein, breaks it down into its smallest bit and then rearranges those bits to make all kinds of things within the body. Things like bones, skin, hair, nails, and muscles, as, um, as well as many, many other things. It's a raw building material for the body. So because of that, we always need to have enough available for our bodies to use for to repair structures, to create new structures, etc. within our bodies. And like I said earlier, we get those amino acids in two different ways. We can make some of them ourselves in our body and then other ones we need in our diet. Now, I would like to add to this that the body doesn't really have an effective way to store protein. We're much better at storing the other two macronutrients, things like carbohydrates. We have storage areas for that in the body and fat. We have ways to store fat in the body. With protein, we can't really store it as effectively. And for that reason, it is very important that we monitor how much protein we are taking in in our diets each day because we don't really have any way, like I said, to effectively store it for later. The next concept that I kind of want to explore with you is who needs protein and how much of it do we need? Now, one question actually answers the other question um, in this statement. Everybody needs protein. Like I've said before, this is a raw material that the body needs to repair structures and to create new structures within the body. So everybody needs a good base supply of protein for maintenance in the body. 
If you are a highly active person, and especially if you are strength training regularly, you need to have even more protein because the act of strength training is going to cause damage within the body that needs to be repaired. And we need to have the raw materials available to repair. Uh, I'll give a quick overview of how muscles get bigger. Muscles get bigger, we get stronger because when we do strength training, we actually cause tiny micro tears in the muscle fiber. Now, don't worry, this is a good thing. When we recover, and this is why recovery is so important, the muscles actually get knit back together stronger than they were before. How do they get knit back together? We need protein in order to do this. So, If you are doing an activity like strength training, sports, any sort of high impact activity, um, more so than what your body is normally used to, you need to be thinking about increasing your levels of protein that you're taking in to support the recovery needed from this increased activity. Okay, I know that we've gone over a lot of things so far. We've talked about proteins getting broken down into amino acids, being utilized as raw materials for the body. And we've talked about why that's important for everyone and especially people that are strength training. So how much do you need? That question very much depends on a lot of different factors. It's a very individual answer for each person, but I will share some basic guidelines to help you get started. For most adults who are generally healthy and not very active, the baseline for most people is about 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. Now, if you live in North America and you use pounds, all you need to do is divide your body weight in pounds by 2.2, and that gives you how many kilograms you weigh. You take that number and you times it by 0.8, And that is your general maintenance level of protein in grams. Now, when I say that, I specified earlier that this is for sedentary people. So people that are not active, people that are not strength training, people that are not working out regularly. As your activity level increases, the amount of protein that you're going to require is probably going to increase as well. Another thing to keep in mind about this is if you are an older adult, and I use the term older adult for anyone who's over the age of 65. If you fall into this category, the literature has shown that you actually do better with slightly increased levels of protein as well. So keep that in mind. The National Institute on Health actually published a study in 2016 all about protein consumption in the elderly and what is an optimal level. So I'm going to uh, include a link to that study in the show notes of this episode. If you are an older adult who wants to learn more about your optimal level of protein intake, I highly recommend checking this out. It was fascinating information. But all this to say that recommendations on amounts or grams or measurements of macronutrients need to be individual to the person. You can make general recommendations. And like I gave the 0.8 grams per kilogram for a sedentary, generally healthy adult is the general guidance um, that has been put out. But that number is not going to be everyone's number. That is going to be influenced by your activity level, by your genetics, by your age, by your size, as well as many other factors. So use that as your starting place and adjust accordingly. 
I will actually include a chart in the show notes of this episode as well, displaying the different ranges of protein recommendations. Because like I said, it's never one specific number. It's always a range because these numbers are very individual. And these, the ones that are going to be in the chart that I'll include is based on activity levels and goals as well. All right, so all this information that we've gone over tells us that increasing our level of protein is a good thing to do. It helps us support our body. It helps our body be able to recover more efficiently and effectively. All of this sounds great. So how do I do this? If I want to increase my amount of protein that I'm eating each day, how do I do that? Well, how I recommend my clients get started with this is to, number one, don't worry about weighing and measuring things if you don't want to. That is something that is certainly not necessary. It is helpful. More data is always more beneficial, depending on what the goal is. We don't need to be so meticulous about the data unless we're going for a very advanced goal. So we always need to be treating things in the general context of what the overall goal is. And so if you're just generally looking to increase your servings of protein each day, what I would recommend you do is to just become first more aware of where your protein is coming from throughout the day, identifying where your protein sources are for each meal, and then kind of getting a general idea of how many servings of protein you get each day. A great guideline to start with is about one to two servings of protein at each of your meals. Okay, well, what is a serving? I'm going to tell you. So the what I use for servings for my clients is a palm. The diameter of your palm, roughly, is about one serving of protein for you. And the reason why I like using the hand so much to estimate serving sizes is that it is proportional to your body size. So a larger body will have a larger hand, a smaller body will have a smaller hand. And one to two, some people will do better with one, some people will do better with two. It's a great way to estimate, but just becoming more aware of where your protein is coming from, maybe adding in a little bit more intentional variety and seeing how many servings you get in each of your meals is where I always recommend you begin. You need to start with the information that you have and then decide where you're going to improve. If you're going to increase, decrease, or maintain. These are all decisions that you get to make. Does this move you in the direction of your goals? And speaking of goals, I would like to add that if you are working towards a fat loss goal, protein is going to be very important for you for a few different reasons. Protein has what's called a satiating effect. And what that means is it actually keeps you feeling fuller and satisfied longer between each meal. It takes a while for our bodies to break down protein into those tiny amino acids. It takes a while for our bodies to do this. And because of that, we tend to feel fuller for longer periods of time. And that's going to really help if you have cravings or if you have bouts of hunger in between your meals. If you really are intentional about getting adequate protein you might see an improvement in those hunger um, pangs between your meals. Protein also supports muscle growth. Like I said, protein is a raw building block for the body. If you are strength training and building your muscles, you need to have enough protein on board to help support recovery needed to build your strength. 
I actually, if you're interested in learning more about how protein helps fat loss specifically, I actually did an entire episode on this topic. You can check it out at nextstepfitness.com forward slash 33. It's called Protein for Fat Loss. So you can go to the Next Step Fitness podcast, go to nextstepfitness.com forward slash 33 to check that out. Okay, now to finish us off, I want to talk a little bit about where do you get protein. So we've talked about what protein does, why it's important, how it's beneficial for your body, and how much of it do you need generally. That all sounds great. So where do I get this protein? Well, there's a few different places that you can get it. For this conversation, I like to stick to more dense servings of protein. That's where most of the energy in the food comes from that macronutrient, which is protein. Typically, when you think about protein, most people think about animal products like meat, dairy, eggs, fish, etc. A typical serving size that I teach my clients, like I went over before, is the size of your palm. So you can trace the diameter of your palm, and that's one serving. And again, I really like this palm portioning method for measuring out your portions because your hand is always with you and it's proportionate to your body size. So again, the diameter of your palm is one serving of protein. And I like to use as a starting place about one to two palm-sized portions of protein at each of your meals. I will actually include in this episode as well, this episode is going to be really heavy with resources. So I really encourage you guys to check it out at nextstepfitness.com forward slash 39 to get all of these free resources. I will also include a precision nutrition list of different sources of protein, some of which might surprise you. So I would highly encourage you to check this out and download it. Bring it with you the next time you go to the grocery store and maybe try a different source of protein that you haven't uh, tried before or maybe something that you haven't tried in a while. Um, And you might find some inspiration and enjoyment from uh, trying something new. Again, like I said at the very beginning of this episode, having a wide variety goes a really long way to making sure that you get all of your amino acids um, on board in your body for all of that uh, really valuable repair work. Now, I know that some of you might be thinking now, well, what if I don't eat meat? She just said that protein is found in a lot of animal products. What if I don't eat animal products? What if I'm a vegetarian or a vegan? What am I going to do? Don't worry, I've got you covered. If you are eating a plant-based diet or if you are vegan, there are several protein-dense options available for you as well. Sometimes you need to get a little bit more creative uh, with your meals and integrating these protein-dense foods into your diet, but there are a lot of options available. And the protein list that I'm going to put in the show notes does have a lot of plant-based options on that list as well. A few of them, things like tofu, tempeh, or satan, I think I'm saying that right, more soy-based sources of protein are great plant-based, uh, dense protein sources. Another one that is really good are things like beans, legumes, things like quinoa. All of these things are pretty dense servings of protein. And the really beneficial piece is that they are normally combined. So you can get a a lot of protein in a single meal by combining these different sources of protein together. As I recommended before, what's important is to eat 
as wide a variety as possible within your own preferences, of course. I don't want you to be eating things that you don't enjoy eating. And if your palate is a little bit more narrowed, that's fine too. Just stick with the stuff that you enjoy. You can utilize that list to help you. What I like my clients to do sometimes is I will provide this same exact list to them and I'll have them circle all of the protein sources that they like to eat. And then I will tell them just ignore everything else and focus on the ones that you enjoy. Because if you enjoy eating the protein, you're going to eat more of it, which is the ultimate goal. All right, so that about wraps up our episode on protein. I know that we've covered a lot in this episode today. I just want to do a really quick review to finish us off. Protein is one of the essential macronutrients that our body needs. It is a building block that our body uses to create all of the parts that make us who we are. And because we can't really effectively store protein within our bodies, we need to get a lot of it from our diets each day. The amount of protein that we need is specific to each person and can change based on their goals, age, health status, and activity level. A good starting place is about one to two palm-sized portions at each meal throughout the day. Eating several different types of protein within your own personal preferences helps to provide all of the different amino acids your body needs. Protein can be found in a lot of different foods, things like animal products like meat, dairy, eggs, and fish, and plant products like soy, beans, legumes, and quinoa. So where do we start? Where do we start with this information? The best place to start if you're looking to change the amount of protein in your diet is to simply start with where you are. Start by thinking, just thinking about the protein will help you understand how much you're getting in a typical day. And if you want to change your amount, either increase it, decrease it, or keep it the same. You can download the PN protein shopping list from the show notes and try to make it a goal to bring it with you on your next shopping trip and try a new protein source. Maybe you'll find something that you'll really enjoy. Now, I did not go over protein supplements in this episode. I'm actually planning on doing a future episode that is about protein supplements and how to judge if a protein supplement is going to work well for you. That's going to be a different episode. But if you have any questions about protein supplements, protein in general, or anything that I went over in this episode, please don't hesitate to reach out to me, Sarah C. Fullerton on Instagram, Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness on Facebook, or you can send me an email to podcast at nxtstepfitness.com. Again, this is the first episode in my three-episode macronutrient series. Next week episode is going to be all about carbohydrates, so stay tuned for that one. I wish you luck in your workouts this week, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe. Ready to take the next step? Consider writing a review or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would love to hear from you. If you have any fitness or nutrition related questions, please send them to podcast at nextstepfitness.com. Remember, the next has no E. It's nxtstepfitness.com. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah C. Fullerton and on Facebook at Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness. Remember to check out my website, nextstepfitness.com. There you can find the show notes for this episode, information on my one-on-one coaching programs, and additional bonus content. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, remember, just focus on taking the next step because that's what will lead to lasting success. Talk to you soon.